You are listening to a sermon from the Mulvane Church of Christ in Mulvane, Kansas. Subscribe in your favorite podcatching app or find and listen to any sermon online at mulvanechurch.com slash sermons. Right, uh, Psalm 14 is where we are in our reading through the Psalms. A familiar psalm, uh, familiar to us from the opening line. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. Then several verses to follow, we we know from quotations in the book of Romans. The main thought and theme of this goes directly with the Apostle Paul's argument about the uh, sins of the world uh, who had forgotten God in Romans 1 and uh, some from verse uh, Two and three are quoted in Romans 3 on the universality of sin in that montage of quotations from the Old Testament, primarily the Psalms and Isaiah, again on the topic of universal sinfulness. So we have the faults of the world in Psalm 14. As stark as this psalm is, as direct and brutally honest it is about the condition of the world and their sin. Sometimes um, when we come to these passages, uh, we almost know them like a song. Well, it, it is a song, right? It is a song, one of the songs of Zion. Just like Romans 1, we can almost sing that as a hymn. Um, there is one thing I would caution in doing that, although this is entirely accurate, And this, if you read today's headlines, social media, newspapers, watch the evening news. If you're a masochist who does that sort of thing, um, this comports exactly with it and describes the condition. But the one thing we can do in these condemnations of those who don't know God uh, is we can become very strong on Romans 1 and the like about the sins of the world, but not so strong on Romans 2 which is the sins of those who had the revelation of God and the corruptions that they let set in, even though they had it. And so Paul would conclude in Romans 3 that all have sinned. And so though this accurately, boldly, correctly, incisively describes the sins of the world, let us not be too comfortable as we read these Psalms, as though we would read these alone, uh, that we can get too comfortable at times reading about the sins of others. And so if I just read about the sins of others and I don't get to those passages that are about the sins that would have more easily beset me, uh, that's where we can get a distorted view and we can tend toward a self-righteous view that we know the scriptures of their sins, but not the scriptures of ours. All right, so let's read the, the whole thing again. Uh, the accuracy to which this describes the world outside of the Lord is still as relevant and is still as moving and cutting now 2,000 years after the Messiah as it was when David wrote it about 900 years before the Messiah came. So verse 1, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They are abominable. They do abominable deeds. There's none who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on the children of man 
to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. They have all turned aside. Together they become corrupt. There's none who does good, not even one. Have they no knowledge? All the evildoers who eat up my people as they eat bread, and they do not call upon the Lord Jehovah? There they are in great terror. For God is with the generation of the righteous, who would shame the plans of the poor, but the Lord is his refuge. Oh, the salvation for Israel would come out of Zion. When the Lord restores the fortunes of his people, let Jacob rejoice, let Israel be glad. So amongst this sinful world, we see hope. Hope in God, that God is there with the generation of the righteous in verse 5. That God is the refuge in verse 6. That salvation would come. Not a question of would it come, but when will it come? Oh, the salvation for Israel would come when the Lord restores the fortunes of his people. That would come. There's no doubt of that. Only a question of when. So it looks for a while like the wicked have the upper hand. It looks like these fools who say there is no God run to and fro about the earth and they conquer it and they they prosper in it and all goes well with them. But it won't for long because God will call it to account And who will prosper in the end? The one who has the Lord as his refuge in verse 6. The one who rejoices in the things that God has planned for his people and is faithful until they come. So Psalm 14, about the fool. A modern passage, if there ever was one, though it would be nearly 3,000 years old. Thank you for listening to this sermon from the Mulvane Church of Christ. Additional sermons and information available at mulvanechurch.com. Come see what a difference the Bible way makes.